0: We stand for the Gospel. The Gospel is written in the second chapter of the Gospel according to Saint Luke, beginning at the 41st verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. The third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six waterpots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece jesus saith unto them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he saith unto them draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was but the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Well, don't we love weddings? Especially in this church, very beautiful church to have a wedding. And Jesus went to a wedding in Cana, a neighborhood of Nazareth. And the mother of Jesus was there. Not surprising. How many generations of her family had probably lived in the relatively small town of Nazareth? Population probably just a few hundred in those days. And how well would they have known the people who lived just up the road? likely related, perhaps cousins, extended family, close friends or neighbors. Mary would have been a wonderful woman, a loved woman, a beloved woman. Maybe Mary would have offered to help look after the guests. Her character as a godly and helpful woman is demonstrated in her Magnificat at the time of Jesus's birth. Again, this is a major event that is taking place, a wedding. Weddings in those days would often start in the middle of the week and would go on for several days, which from my experience of my daughter marrying a year ago seems to be a pattern we are returning to. When people came to the celebration, they came because there had been a betrothal. Probably about a year earlier, the couple had got engaged. This was a legal, binding, covenantal contract that could only be broken by divorce. But the marriage wasn't yet consummated. It would only be consummated at the end of this wedding party so what more can we read into what was going on all this time the husband would normally have prepared a home for his future bride that's what happened in those days this would sometimes mean building a house for his new bride in Jewish custom it was the bridegroom who took full responsibility for all the cost of the wedding and his job was to get everything ready When everything was ready, the house built and furnished, all preparations made for the big day, he could demonstrate that he had what it take to look to care for his uh, his wife and to provide for her. The party could begin and it was a great celebration because the bridegroom had been working hard for a year. The bride had been waiting and preparing for this and finally the times comes and Jesus is there along with his disciples. At this time, Jesus had lived 30 years in Nazareth, in this little town. 30 years of obscurity, working as a carpenter with a few hundred local people knowing him. Was he ready to step out into the world? Had he learned enough? What was he waiting for? And it appears the transition from private life to public ministry was to be through a miracle, a reluctant miracle he did not feel ready to perform. Or maybe this was just not quite the sort of domestic miracle he felt comfortable with making. Well, there we are, everybody's having a wonderful time and then comes an embarrassment and a predicament. For some reason not explained, the wine runs out and that is a major problem. Maybe there were many more guests than expected. And even today, we can relate to a social embarrassment if wine ran out halfway through a wedding uh, before the speeches and toasts took place. And this is a catastrophe for the bridegroom who'd spent a year trying to prove that he could take care adequately of his new bride her father was handing her over to him all fathers who marry off their daughters fear whether the man they choose to marry is able to make a living and care for their precious offspring remember life in those days was difficult it could be hard just to survive but for the bridegroom to run out of wine at the wedding well what sort of man is he And in those days, the alternatives were bleak. To quench the guests' thirst with water could be dangerous because water was not purified. And to quench thirst with insufficiently fermented wine was also dangerous. So the mother of Jesus said, uh, they have no wine. Why was this a particular concern to Mary? Well, we don't know. But when the right wine runs out, everybody knows. There's nothing left to drink. And this is a several-day event. Some have suggested Mary wanted her son Jesus to do a miracle. After all, she knew full well from the birth onwards that miracles could happen where Jesus was concerned. He had never done a miracle, at least one recorded in the Bible. Why should she think this is a good time for him to do his first miracle? Well, Jesus had been baptized by John john had identified him as the lamb of god and certainly that story had most likely been circulating at the wedding if it hadn't before mary knew he was about to embark on his public ministry he was gathering a growing band of followers and maybe mary was thinking that it was timely for miracles to begin here and now but i believe there's something more obvious than that joseph had died by this time Jesus was clearly a wise, intelligent and resourceful person who had wise answers to life's problems. And not only that, he cared about people. Jesus was compassionate, he was kind, he was loving, he could see the issues. But he was not convinced the time was right and gives a seemingly abrupt and negative answer to his mother. But whether or not busy Mary stayed to hear his reply, we don't know. She has no doubt that Jesus has the ability to solve the dilemma and gives instructions to the servants to do as he tells them. Maybe Mary is not necessarily asking for or expecting a miracle, merely for a solution. She had every faith in her son Jesus, and Jesus decides that the time has indeed come to show the abundance of God's love. Not just wine, but excellent wine. Not just one jar, but several, and to give his followers a manifestation of what is to come in his forthcoming ministry. And just as a postscript, a few years ago, I visited Cana with my husband, and we renewed our wedding vows in what is now called the Wedding Church. The then Archbishop of York, David Hope, conducted the service. It's good to think that as a legacy of this first miracle at the wedding at Cana, that thousands of couples go to Cana every year to do this ceremony, giving their marriage promises a fresh outing and often firmly setting themselves on a path of relationship renewal. Amen.